What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Fat Man Talking Weight Loss. Uh, back with a new episode, uh, the usual week, week and a half between episodes, as always. Um, to be honest, usually I'll record these a little bit out uh, from when I release them, or other times it'll be the day of. Uh, so today, it's probably going to be the day of. And yeah, look, what's been going on with me? Um, since the last recording, um, I was debating over... I suppose, what's been going on in terms of how I've been doing with diet, how I've been doing with exercise, and what am I doing right and what am I doing wrong? And one of the things, I, I went back a few episodes and I, th- I thought about what I said in the very first episode of Fat Man Talk on weight loss, um, was that I was going to identify my weight every week I recorded a podcast. And I haven't been doing that. I've been talking generally about how I'm feeling and I've been talking generally about how I'm doing. But in terms of where I am towards the goal, uh, I've not been. Uh, so look, I just said, for those who are listening um, and those who are trying to lose weight, I'll let you know exactly where I'm at. So at the moment, I sit at 131.3 kilos. Um, now, in the scheme of things, several weeks ago, even when I started this, I was about 128 kilos. And due to a lot of slip-ups, a lot of inconsistency and a lack of hard work in some areas and maybe too much hard work in other areas, I ended up being detrimental to myself and I went up a few kilos. Now, I was actually up a little bit more than this, uh, but since recording the last podcast, I tapered things up. I was more focused on my goal and I was more focused on taking the right steps towards the goal. And for that, it's tapered off a nice two kilos. Very happy with that. Is that to say that it's going to keep going that way? 100%. As long as I keep doing what I'm doing, I'm fully confident it's going to keep coming off. Um, so, look, I was thinking about today's um, podcast. To be honest, I'm not going to spend too much time on myself uh, in terms of how I'm doing at the moment. Look, it's all the usual. Steps are the usual. Swimming's the usual. Uh, food-wise, it's being tracked and it's being consistent. Uh, there's not been a whole lot changed. Uh, the only thing really is just down to the fact of I made a change in the past only week really, where instead of allowing myself little bits of what I like in terms of sweets and crisps and everything else, I just cut them right out. Um, And it's not due to the cold turkey effect or it's not due to the idea of, I suppose, just cutting myself off as punishment. But it's actually what I was finding is I was opening up doors to slippery places and I was falling down. And that's just the God honest truth. You know, I, I was eating a small bar of chocolate and whether it was a willpower issue, whether it was a mindset issue, I was eating more than I should have been. And when it comes down to it, I know internally my body feels better when I'm not eating it. Um, My mindset is better when I'm not eating it. And the truth is, obviously, I've been taking less calories from those areas, which is always good. Uh, So look, as the week's gone on, um, week and a bit actually has gone on, calories have tapered off a little, uh, which is always good, better towards the weight loss goal. But also cravings have decreased massively. My thoughts on them, uh, you know, needing chocolate or the want for crisps or all that, I've all kind of fizzled away slowly and they always tend to. Now, that's not to say they won't come back in waves. You know, when you have a tired day, when you have a day where you're feeling low energy or when you've just had a lot of stress in your life and look, to be honest, fucking hell, with, with everything going on in my life at the moment, uh, there's definitely plenty of stressors. Um, and look, that's part and parcel of life. So look, that's what I'm focused on at the moment. That's the key change I've made recently. And that's not the reason two kilos are off. That's not the reason at all. The reason two kilos are off is because I've been exercising consistently. I've been watching what I've been eating. And that's what's made the difference. Now, whether there's a few excess calories gone because of the lack of sweets, 
Probably. And look, how about that? That's great. Uh, so look, the topic I wanted to discuss today, because the last thing I want to be doing is getting repetitive on this podcast. You're just coming on and just talking week in, week out about how hard life is and how different everything's going or, you know, the usual, oh, I, I did great this week, I did poor this week. I think I also need to bring a bit of discussion into the podcast. And last episode I recorded was on Netflix documentary, The Game Changers. And people actually were very happy with it. It got a hell lot of listens and it started a bit of debate debate in my inbox, which is what I wanted. I wanted people to tune in, maybe watch the film if they'd not watched it already. Not that I'm promoting its message, but just because it's always good to experience the opinions of the other side or maybe different people's perspectives on exercise and training and nutrition. Um, so look, for me, I feel that episode was really successful, was really happy with it. And it got me thinking that in terms of topic for the podcast, it can't just be me, even if I'm tied into it. Um, so look, this week I was really looking into, does your size impact on your identity? And the reason I was doing that is because like, whether you're skinny, you're chubby, you're fat, or if you're on the scale like me, you're obese, uh, your size has probably fluctuated from what you naturally would be at uh, what you've always been for the majority of your life to what you are now. Now, a lot of people stay consistent and a lot of those people have consistent good habits or a lot of those people have consistent bad habits. Now, um, what kind of sparked this was, I was speaking to someone the other day about uh, the life after sport and what they were kind of saying to me um, was like, even when you say pack in playing a sport, which you've played since you're a kid, you've played it your whole life, uh, a lot of people will still identify as that fit sports person, even six months down the line after finishing playing sport. Now, you might finish for work, you might finish for college, you might finish due to injury, but it's all pretty much the same. You stop doing the amount that you used to do. And um, these people tend to identify as a healthy person and thus they continue to eat the same volumes of food in the same patterns without the same amount of exercise included. Now, this leads to a lot of people gaining a lot of weight. Um, some people call it, you know, the freshman 15 or whatever in college or, you know, when you start an office job, you see a lot of people, especially when you and all your friends tend to go off and go into office jobs. You see a lot of people who have always been consistently fit. Somehow they, they tend to go a little downhill. Now, combine that with working hours, working hours, unhealthy snacking, sitting at a desk all day and all the other stresses that you probably have gone on in your life, whatever that might be, financial or anything else, um, it all has an effect. So in the same way a person continues to identify as someone belonging to a team or a sport or activity, they identify to their fit self, they identify to this person they've been maybe for a long, long time. And it's it's so ingrained into their identity that when they've fallen out of that specific activity, they, they get a bit lost and they get a bit confused. And even though they, they try to hold on so tightly to it that their their patterns of eating and exercise don't match up to what they used to. And look, it leads to a lot of problems. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that was necessarily the case with me. I mean, on, on somewhere along the way, I'm sure I gained a, a few stone due to stopping playing rugby. But is that to say that that got me to 142 kilos? Uh, no, there was, there was a lot more to it than that. There was a lot of uh, mindset stuff to went to that, and there was a lot of just plain old laziness. Uh, so it's a, it's a bit different. But look, this got me thinking after sitting down for a coffee with this guy and having a conversation. Uh, I thought, do overweight people continue to identify as fat even when they've lost weight? 
Uh, now, look, in my experience, uh, body dysmorphia can beat you from the best condition of your life all the way back to being an overweight mess that you used to be. Um, but why does that identity as a fat person or, say, for some people, maybe a skinny person stick with you so much? Uh, for me, like in terms of eating, like two days eating well can suddenly I'll feel like my body's lost a stone when I'm putting on my jeans. They feel a bit looser. My T-shirts feel a little looser. And they're not really, especially after such a small period of time, like two days, it doesn't tend to have a big effect. But for me, I feel like I've made leaps and bounds. Uh, and similarly, um, one day is of just binging and I feel like I'm back to my heaviest weight ever. I'll feel bigger. I'll feel heavier and I'll feel like I've less energy, less able to do anything. And a lot of sense of mindset. So look, um, the reason I suppose all of this comes to mind is because my aim is to get back into the best shape of my life. And in doing so, I'll still be running this podcast. Um, so I suppose, is the name Fat Man Talking Podcast detrimental to my overall goal? Will it impact whether I can stick to this or not? If I'm inherently trying to get fit, but I'm identifying as a fat man, is that going to impact my goals in the future? Now, look, I know myself the first time I ever got in shape, um, and I say the first time I ever got in shape because I've been a consistently overweight person for a long, long period of my life. However, back in 2014, I really, really took charge of that, and I really took that goal seriously, and I got to a weight I was very happy with. And that's not me reliving the highlight years and, you know, sitting there reminiscing about good times or anything, but it, it, it's just the truth. I would consider that the best condition I've ever been in in my life. Um, so anyway, the first time I got in shape, I couldn't see that I was in shape. I was blinded by the last few kilos I had left that maybe were the weight goal that I wanted to get to. I was more focused on losing weight, then gaining weight, then repeating over and over and over without awareness that there were so many contributing factors causing me to just stand still and slowly but surely creep the weight back up. Um, so when I lose weight, I tend to go back eating like a fat person. And it's an interesting one where I know eating like a skinny person got me there, yet all the old habits tend to creep back in, especially when I'm comfortable. But similarly, when I gain weight, I start to eat like a skinny person. It's the usual crash diet mentality. It's the usual, I'm trying to get right back. But it seems a bit odd. Like, why Why is it that when you're feeling fat, you'll eat like a skinny person, but when you're feeling skinny, you'll eat like a fat person? Uh, really, I suppose it just, in my head, it makes no sense. And it's something that I've tied myself onto for so long. Um, yeah, so, well, now what I try to do really more than anything else is just eat to feel good. And uh, now look, I'm not intuitive eating. I'm not saying that calories don't matter. I'm still really tied to the fact of calories in calories out because I know that works. And that's not to say it's to be a be all and end all. That's not to say that other people don't have other things going on in their body that make that a less productive process. But for me, calories in calories out always tends to work. Um, so look, Higher volumes of food always have me feeling sluggish, super, I suppose, super stressed. Um, and I just find it hard to move around. So when I'm eating big portions, when I'm eating a huge amount of foods, at any day I would really have a binge. That's kind of how I feel. And it's just never really, really productive. Um, versus super low volumes of food, like, you know, where I want to have a salad and I'm leaving myself really, really starved of calories. And I take the deficit into too big a place. Um, it tends to flick a switch in my mindset. And after long periods of time, it causes severe cravings. Like I can't even describe how severe these are. It's just, it's intense. Uh, it's, it's addiction and it's all inside my head. It's nothing to do with my actual appetite. Um, 
And it just causes real, just massive amounts of binging. And it leaves my body in an uncomfortable position. And I suppose any of you who are listening who maybe haven't gotten to the place of actually gaining a serious amount of weight or eating yourself into such a full state, the only thing I could equate it to, and I've, I've said this before in the podcast, is kind of like Christmas Day where you push yourself to those levels of fullness where you've had a big starter, a big main course, you've had dessert, you've had sweets on top of it, you might have had a fry in the morning, there's just huge amount of foods and the meat sweats come in and you're bloated and you need a nap and you're tired and you've done nothing all day but you feel like you might as well have been through the fucking ringer and you're destroyed and that's that's what I tend to push my body to more often than not. Like when I go out to dinner, the level of fullness I push my body to, it's never been a comfortable level. It's, I need to literally almost feel like I need to be dragged away from the table, uh, rolled out of the restaurant and I'm going to waddle to my car and fuck off home. Then I'm going to go for a nap. Then I'm going to hit the sweets. Then I'm going to sit down and watch Netflix. And it all has me feeling just terribly tired, terribly unhealthy and just really, really bad. And I like people think like it's it's kind of like self abuse, and it's something that people would be surprised about just how often I do that. I mean, the real reason I got to 142 kilos is because I was doing that several days a week, and then on top of the other days, I was eating in an absolute surplus. Other than that, um, so now what I tend to do and what I try to do outside of look as as I mentioned earlier, I've cut out the sweets, and I used to include the sweets in this, uh, but now look, it's just one type of food that I'm trying to get rid of um and look it, it's working it's making me feel better um uh, but well i suppose i just eat i track what i everything i eat is the best way i put it i keep on top of this but i eat a lot less uh now calories wise i tend to stick to 2500 calories some days i'll reduce that down to 2000 calories if i'm just feeling full uh but i'll always keep track and i'll always keep track of exactly how much i'm taking in because it makes a huge difference to me but the main factor that i'm actually changing lately is that i've started fasting now the reason i'm fasting is i'm giving myself a much bigger window between when i stop eating at night and when i start eating the next day uh now it's not some magic weight loss bullshit and i hate when people say oh fasting is like fasting will guaranteed make you lose weight if you're still eating in a surplus in your eating window, it's not going to make a fucking tap of difference, in my opinion, and it's not going to have this magic effect that everyone talks about, but anyway, for me, what it does, it, it, it allows me to rediscover the actual feelings of hunger that I have, rather than my mind's nostalgia of food, my cravings without actual hunger, and just the plain old greedy eating to occupy myself, which is something I do tend to do, and it's, it's not good, it's not healthy, and it's something I'm trying to curve, and fasting definitely does that. So how's it working out for me so far? Look, I've been I've been testing on and off fasting for months now. Um, yeah, you know what? I will say that the periods that I do it, I always tend to feel better. Um, so look, the weight's finally starting to go back down. That's something that's happened in recent weeks. Very happy with that. I have a lot more energy than usual. I'm drinking more water, which is obviously keeping me a bit fuller, and that way it allows me to have a little bit less calories without, you know, slowly but surely shutting my body down and I'm craving a lot less crappy foods so the truth is is the fasting and letting myself get actually hungry not to the point of starvation but just giving myself that break from eating uh it's actually somehow I can't tell you the science behind it but it's, it's reduced down the the cravings for sweets and chocolate um and I'm actually a lot more aware I recognize actual hunger, hunger signals which I a lot of the time I don't you know a lot of the time I'm actually full for the entire day 
but I just keep eating because it's one o'clock or because it's six o'clock or because I've seen something that looks appealing and it's nothing to do with my body actually telling me it needs food. It's more down to the fact that I just want food and it's, it's awful. It's terrible. Anyone who's out there is doing it or who has done that in the past, you know yourself. It's, it's never, never a good feeling. But anyway, right now, what the fasting is enabling me to do is evaluate what foods are making me feel good, what foods are making me feel bad. And eating within an eight hour window or just, it doesn't even have to be eight hours. It doesn't have to be 16 hours. I mean, look, if you only fast for 15 hours and then you might eat over a course of nine or 10 hours, just switch the windows. All that matters is when you stop eating and when you start eating um that there's a significant break and look the reason I do it at the end of my day is because when I stop eating at eight or nine o'clock at night one I'm not reaching for the shit foods in the press like the chocolate and sweets and that's automatically a win two I don't really tend to get hungry before I go to bed I just more start thinking about food and I tend to eat it it's nothing to do with actual hunger usually the dinner will suffice um but look the point I'll make is when you're giving yourself that break or at least what I find when I'm giving myself that break is my whole digestive system is just, it's given a chance to just rest. My body's given a chance to just rest. It's given a chance to use up all the food I've already eaten. Um, maybe it'll kick in and take a few little bit of the fat stores too. I'm not even too sure, to be honest. Uh, but for me, I know I feel good after it. And that's all that matters. And then when you're eating, if you're like me, just take the time, track the food, do your exercise, and it's all going to go in the right direction. Uh, but look, I suppose most importantly at the moment, I'm not depending on a skinny person's diet of salads and fucking special K diet in the morning or whatever other bullshit I fucking have tried in the past. Or I'm not depending on shake diets. In the same way, I'm not depending on a fat diet of solely takeaways and McDonald's. And I'm just, I don't know, I suppose really what I'm doing now is I'm depending on fueling my body with the correct amount of calories. That's priority number one. Two, I'm engaging my brain to recognize when food is really needed. That's number two. And three, because when I start my eating window, I do have a real proper hunger, I'm able to identify the actual foods that properly fill me, that fill me up for a long period of time, that'll keep me going for longer periods of time. And this way, I've been able to pick the foods out of my diet, pick the dinners out, pick the lunches out and all the rest that actually make a difference to me. They're good on calories. They're good on keeping me full. And they leave me with the chance to just go through my day without the unnecessary snacking, without the unnecessary cravings, and without the ups and downs in energy. My energy tends to be a lot more consistent when I'm fasting at the moment. Uh, it tends to be a lot more steady. And there's a lot less periods of drastic tiredness where I just want to collapse and I just want to fucking go for a nap have a kind of monster energy and try to boost myself back up. Now, look, I'm still having caffeine. I'm still having tea. I'm still having coffee. Uh, but look, this is something I'm doing at the moment. Uh, so look, how that actually ties back in. I'm not trying to identify as a fat person or a skinny person anymore. All I'm trying to identify is someone that feels good. And I think whether this podcast is called Fat Man Talking Podcast or whether it was any other fucking name, the Shane Duggan Podcast or anything else, I think the truth is, is once my goals are centered around feeling good, and feeling healthy and when I say feeling good that's not the the feeling good you get from a packet of all teasers that's not the feeling good you get from a fucking creole from Casey's Chipper in Douglas uh what it is it's the feeling good of being able to move it's the feeling good of not being bloated it's the feeling good of not feeling tired all the fucking time and that's what the goal is and look I think a lot of people find that similarly enough to what I was discussing last week when they go vegan 
uh, they feel really good and they feel really energetic. And myself personally, I felt a little bit of that at the start, but then slowly I just, I, the volumes of food I could consume with the vegan foods I actually liked, it just, it didn't balance out to me actually feeling energetic. But the point I'd make is why a lot of people who go on diets like that and go on eating patterns like that, similar to that and the carnivore diet, feel so good. It's not actually that they're, those foods they're eating are magic. It's that they've taken away a lot of the bad shit. They've taken away a lot of the shit food they've always been pumping in, the processed stuff, the unhealthy stuff, the takeaways. I mean, the truth is, is all you're doing with stuff like that is you're putting yourself in a prison. And that prison locks you into a certain amount of food. It locks you into a certain family of food that you can't escape from. And the idea is that if you're in that little prison, you're going to keep going well. But if you're like me, and if you're in the prison of eating like a skinny person, and then you break out of that, what you're going to find is that binge is going to kick in very, very fast. Um, so instead of saying, look, I have to eat these foods because it's on my diet plan. I have to eat these foods because they're low calorie and then that way I'll be better. What you should say is I have to eat these foods because I know when I eat those foods, I feel better. If you feel better with a bowl of porridge in the morning, fantastic. Personally, I prefer tree poached eggs. That's just me. Tree poached eggs, slice of toast. Sometimes there's a turkey rasher, sometimes there's a regular rasher, sometimes a bit of sriracha sauce. That's what fuels me in the morning. Now, that's only a morning where I have the time to cook. But I'm just saying, don't be listening to what everyone's saying. Go by how your body feels. Some people genuinely feel that skipping breakfast is best for them. And that's totally cool. You do that. Some people feel breakfast is the most important thing of the day or else they're flop for the entire day and they'll be fucked. Then eat your breakfast. But eat what makes you feel good, not what the guy on Instagram told you is the greatest bowl of porridge you're ever going to have. Don't be going with the fashion foods. Don't be going with anything along those lines. Just eat what feels good for you. Train and see how you feel after those foods. I mean, look, if you're exerting a lot of energy, like I do sometimes say, something that really, really impacts me uh, energy-wise is when I go for a swim. And I know that certain foods before I swim will really, really make that swim utter shit versus some foods before the swim are going to make me swim the best times I can. I'll have more energy, I'll get more done, and I'll feel 10 times better for it. So look, um, I'm not the diet expert, I'm not the nutrition expert, I'm just talking about what I'm doing. Um, and look, I, I want people to try it, seriously. Look, if you do try eating to feel good instead of eating to be fucking fat or eating to be fucking skinny, let me know how you feel about it. Let me know how it's actually impacted your mindset because it's not a diet, it's not trickery. It's just, it's genuinely thinking about stuff. It's, it's being open-minded and genuinely analyzing what's good for me and what's not. And look, what's good for you might be McDonald's. Maybe you've had that stressful day and what's good for me might be something completely different. But look, please give it a bash. See how you get on. And of course, look, any conflicting opinions, anyone who has a different idea or anyone who just wants to chat, hit me up on social media, hit me up on email, Fat Man Talking Podcast. And look, uh, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. Um, over and out. That's everything from me.